Subjects of my nightmare scenario, F. Mary Kill game. He's bald, he's beautiful, he's the F. Parasite Steve. You kids better be home for dinner now. Mmm, sounds good. Right, he's sweet, he's discreet, he's the freshest meat. The Mary 8-Bit Alchemy. Bacon is meat candy, don't you know? I do know, and it's true. And the unfortunate victim of circumstance, since there's only one option left, and we're related, so I'm not going to marry or F him. He's the kill, Nintendo. Hi, how are you? Uh, Hello. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. High energy. <laughs> wait a minute, Nintendo. You ain't bitter. Tell me you ain't bitter. You I ain't bitter. I ain't bitter. In this game of fuck, Mary kill, you know, you were just an un- unfortunate victim of circumstance. Yeah, that's just. I didn't make the rules, so sorry, man. You know, it's nothing personal. There's no like uh, fuck, that, Mary that, high that's five. That's what my parents told me anyway. So. <laughs> Anyway, we're on episode five of our podcast. This is a time before stuff, and we're going to be reminiscing about times before a lot of our modern conveniences that we enjoy today, though how how life was before then, and even a bit of life about how like the the early incarnations of like these what would eventually become modern conveniences, how they evolved over time, stuff like that. You know, just just reminiscing about before we all had uh, supercomputers in our pockets, yeah, right. yeah, irradiating our like. Upper what thighs. did you do before stuff? Right. How did you occupy all those hours in the day? Right. Uh, like, what did you do on the pooper? Right. Besides poop. <laughs> Besides poop. Like, what did you do while you're pooping? Right. Nowadays, there's so much stuff to do. You don't even go to the pooper to poop. Sometimes you just Seriously. go there just to do other stuff. It's like my second <laughs> office. It's office time. Yeah. <laughs> the pooper is just like going to the bathroom is a tertiary need there. Right. There's like two other things <laughs> totally. I have to do. Yeah, it's like oh, grab a magazine. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> no. I got my phone. I'm all good. good. Yes. <laughs> Which actually segues into what I'd like to start talking about: uh, the World Wide Web. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, a whole bunch of stuff that you know we've just take for granted pretty much nowadays. Because, like, like we've all just stated, we can just basically access it from basically anywhere. There's so many ways to get on the internet now, between game consoles and phones and computers, and you know, just just about any place you go has a public yeah now, fridges. Sure, like, what right. the hell, everything. <laughs> but there was a time. There was a, time. a dark time. A time where, before stuff. Right where. There just wasn't this influx of information at your fingertips at any given moment of your life. Well, why don't you tell us about it, Boss Rush? Well, I'd like to. It was uh, see, this before, before the World Wide Web, which was basically available to the public in the early 90s. So basically the 80s and, and prior. You just, uh, you just had to find other ways to occupy your time. There was a lot of people at libraries. Yes. Weird, right? Yep. I know. Now what people just go to libraries to rent movies for free. That was the, right. the, the original Google. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Librarians were actually <laughs> Don't resources. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. No one needs to know it at this point. Really? I know. It's kind of just gone the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. Sar. That's the don't, you, don't you sar me. 
Sorry. Get your gold blum out of here. <laughs> Goddamn werewolf. My gold bloom sort of transitions into a Tim Curry laugh a little bit, but it's <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> Wait, I think I've done this before. <laughs> Wait a minute. But yeah. So when did uh, when did you guys all get the internet? When do you remember? I, I definitely didn't have it in the early nineties, that's for sure. No. Actually I thought you might have, because I I'm pretty sure you got it before I did, and I got it shortly after I graduated high school, which was in nineteen ninety two. So I could have sworn you had it sometime before then. Maybe not years and years before then, but... If I were to guess, I would say 95. That seems too late, yeah. in my opinion. Hmm. I think I got mine at, uh, in a 99, 98, 99, I want to say. Hmm. I got pretty late. Maybe it was. Maybe I got it much longer after I graduated. Maybe, you know. But I, I, I don't... We didn't get it until 95, like, publicly, I don't think. Well, we'll just call it the mid-90s then. How about that? Okay. Let's okay. Say, that's we'll a safe do that. bet. We'll just that's do that. a safe bet. We'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, I remember, <clears throat> you know, I was a wee baby in the early 90s. You were but a wee like, baby man. I was a wee baby man. He was only one bit alchemy then. I was. I was absolutely one bit of alchemic. <laughs> he was a shabibi man. Shabibi man. <laughs> shabibi man. Oh, just a little shabibi baby. <laughs> We gotta get boy. We just should be boy. Just as a side note, we need more Shabibin in this podcast. We do need more none of our current uh, listeners even know what we're talking. Yeah, about. you guys will have to listen but, to the archives to find out about Shabibinman. Definitely. <laughs> hey, that's a sidetrack. Please, that, yeah, please continue. Anyway, sidetrack. But yeah, so I I remember there always being a computer in the house, but I never really used it at all because it was just like I didn't know much about it. You, it wasn't you couldn't mine. reach it with your, your wee I couldn't baby, reach it with my wee fingers. baby hands. You know what though? Your the, little chubby dimpled knuckles. <laughs> oh, I fingers. know. They were just like so pathetic. They were just caved in on themselves. They were so chubby and fat. But um, yeah, I mean, I remember having like this black compact presario like. Just one of those horizontally oriented like desktops that you would put the monitor on top of, and yep. it was just only for the sole purpose of me to play like Nintendo emulators. And like, I don't even think I had that until I was maybe ten. Right, that was the one I got for my first year of college, and I had brought it home that summer. And uh, you were, yeah, so you were probably ten, yeah, yeah, ten ish. And so, and, like, yeah, that was the only thing that it would run for emulation was just. 8-bit NES. Original Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I had, like, Rockin' Cats and, like, all these other super good games on there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for a decade, I did not have really any computer contact or access or anything. So, you know, it, it eventually became a normal part of my life. But for 10 years, I did stuff. I don't know what. <laughs> I think, I think you, you guys had um, that really old computer that just did text. Do like, like one of those uh, text when I was adventures? When kid, yeah, yeah. We had Adventure and we had Castle. Yeah, I remember Which that were one. Just, and and it was I remember it was so like it's so funny to think back at the on the cusp of, you know, gaming and stuff but <clears throat> or computer gaming. But I remember thinking that it was so cool that game Castle uh which was just MS-DOS text-based game. You could choose your race. It was like a fantasy game. That's yeah. cool. And, oh, like a 100 meter dash or sprint or <laughs> marathon triathlon. <laughs> Wait, that's part of that. Car, bike, <laughs> smush, car. <laughs> Damn it, smush. Um, no, so you'd be like, oh, a human or a dwarf or an elf or a gnome. There was like a, 
an inordinate amount of choices. Oh, so that, so those would be the types of people who would drive these cars that you'd race in, right? Sure, and and it would just it just meant nothing, right? It meant because nothing. it's a text like, adventure, so, so we can right. have thirty like, different there was races. No stats, who cares? No nothing. And I remember always being like, oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm I'm gonna be the elf. I want to be the elf. And I remember like vehemently like, yes, yes, my decision is so apt. I am I am the elf. And forever, I was always like an elf in games if I got a choice. But, but it had like, nothing other than like role playing context it, it of like I'm an elf, but it made no game, difference. Yeah. You know that's the fun of imagination. Even back then, it required more imagination and more like self input. Right, it's to not play better, a video game. Right, but it was but just like it's interesting. Right nowadays, we are like, we're requiring there to be stats and a tangible difference between things rather than just the satisfaction of I chose a thing that I liked. Right. In this video game. It has right. no I mean, bearing on anything. So many people wrote off Darksiders 3 because it just came out and it kind of looks like Darksiders 2, which was for the last gen system. Right. So many people have said that. Now, I didn't play the new one, but it does. It does look like a last gen game. Right. Uh, if I, if you were to just have like pulled it out of a, like screenshots and I didn't know what it was, I'd be like, yeah, PS3. Um, sure. Yeah, but for- like that's like, does that mean the game is, is garbage? That's the main point that I keep hearing people talk about. But it's like, wow, we are so spoiled. Like, you can't enjoy yeah. the thing unless it's cutting, 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 cutting edge. Right. It's got to be, be new and improved and, and it's making you... It's got to be blading. Blading edge. Right. Right. On the on the <clears throat> forefront of technology. But, yeah, back then, I mean, you know, growing up, it was just a simpler time. There was a lot less, you know, jadedness in the, in the realm of, like, entertainment as far as music and right. movies and yeah. games and stuff like that yeah. not only that just like the way you can acquire them too like sure. right now if you don't get it within like three seconds like what the fuck is taking so long right whereas before especially True. you know when you know file sharing and you know stuff like that especially on like you know telephone modems which are super slow but at the time it was what you had it was state-of-the-art right you're like you know oh like a song would you know, let's, let's just say a song that was like five minutes long would take about five minutes to download it's kind of how it even you know worked itself out right like oh my god i can't believe it so within like next five or so minutes i'm actually gonna have a song on my computer that blew my mind because that was like it was unheard of back then oh my god so five minutes so i actually remember this was um in the 90s my favorite band in the entire world was megadeth and uh this was i believe before cryptic writings came out so the last album was what euthanasia Yep, I yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so it had been a while. I think th- I feel like there was a pretty decent gap between Euthanasia and Cryptic Writings. Is, am I wrong on that? Uh, see, uh, Euthanasia was ninety four, and Cryptic Writings was ninety seven. So it's oh, so not difference. a big gap. So yeah. I guess it just felt that way. But so I remember f- discovering that they had this uh, the song that I I I didn't know at the time. It was a B side, and it's called New World Order. And <clears throat> I remember finding it online and they're like, oh, yeah, this is this this B-side, you know, demo that it hasn't been on any of the albums. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, yes, Megadeth, I, I absolutely have to have it. And I remember trying to download it multiple times and that it was like 45 minutes every single time. But what kept happening is I would lose connection. And that's oh, something yes. that is s- probably so ridiculous to kids today who grew up with phones. Right. It's like the thought that you would lose connectivity right. and have to do whatever you were doing over, right. especially when that task meant 
45 minutes of your time. Because right, back then, it was like one, your phone line also acted as the information line for your internet access. Right. So you obviously like, oh, no one pick up the phone. But also, if someone decided to call you during that time, so out of your, out of your control entirely, right, if someone right. tried to call you, it would interrupt the signal just, and kick you off. you got to yep. rip the phone right. out of the wall while you're downloading exactly. New so World here Order. I am. Uh, you know, trying to download New World Order for the fourth freaking time, and I got like two minutes left, and, and I'm like just waiting by the seat of my pants with my heart in my throat, and it's like, oh, somebody calls, and then and then whoever it is, even if it's someone you'd be happy to talk, I to, you're just like, you grandma, fuck away, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, you bitch? You're ruining my life. Don't you know how bad I want to hear this song? Oh my Here's God. mom. <laughs> but you know, we would eventually come across programs that would you know alleviate that to a degree. Um, one file in particular that I remember that we used a lot was called Gozilla. Ah, uh, yes. The, and what that would do is you know you would you know go through that, and if your connection got interrupted in any way, shape, or form, it would actually save your progress. So eventually, when you were able to reconnect, it would pick up where it left off. And my God, this was the greatest fucking yes. thing ever in the mid-90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a revelation. Like, the world was different now. It really was. It really... It seems so ridiculous. But if any of you remember Godzilla... And I remember I, I had set the, the, the sound file for when it, like, successfully downloaded to be Godzilla's Roar. And, like, that became the most cathartic fucking sound now it was like a, I got a file. Huzzah! Yeah. Now, now was the, the you know, what was the def, what, what was the default sound for that? What, I don't remember because I I remember you. It was like the T Rex sound from Jurassic Park, wasn't it? It was like the T Rex roar. Oh, like it was, the, oh was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't even a Godzilla roar. It was like <laughs> okay. the T Rex from. But Jurassic I repl- Park. I know yeah, I replaced yeah. it because I remember yeah. like looking for the sound the sound file and yeah. finding it, and I know mine eventually was Godzilla. But yeah, m- must have been. Yeah, because that's that's <laughs> kind of what I remember. But I don't remember if that was default or if that was just the one I, I remember hearing from yours. Gotcha. No, mine was definitely Godzilla, but maybe it started as the T. Yeah, you know what? That that must have been what it is because I I think. Because I would, I would use that program as well, and that must have been the sound that it was defaulted at. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. That so was the funny. best. It's so funny mm-hmm. to think that that was something that was not so a needed. feature right. that we had. That was so that is, like, necessary. a huge yeah. niche right. to fill. Yeah. Like, what? It's like, if you didn't have that, just fucking give up. Right. And now, I mean, if you're downloading something on your phone and you're on Wi-Fi or whatever, and let's say your Wi-Fi router goes down or something happens, your phone just automatically switches to mobile data, and it'll just right. pick up where it left off. It might yeah. take a second. But you don't even have to think about it. It just right, does right, that. Right, right. You know, it's like, and here you have to have a whole separate program to pick up the slack. Like, yep. wow. Yeah. So different. And, you know, <clears throat> we, we just have things that are at our fingertips now. We have entire albums that I can stream in two seconds. I was driving over here today, and, you know, I had... I just streamed an album, a Danny Elfman album, in two seconds, and I got to listen to the entire thing, and I was just on the road. I had no wireless, you know, just yeah. cell phone data magic, and it's just like, holy crap, impossible right. when we were growing up. Like, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, the, Danny Elfman wasn't even invented back then. I mean, <laughs> right? He's a modern convenience. <laughs> just like, you know, Parasite Steve in his RPG days, he was also an elf man. Yes. Oh, very true. wow. Very true. Man, we did such a good <clears> thing. That's why there. Uh, my characters were always named Danny. That was weird. It was yeah. pronounced Denis. <laughs> and then they had that, like, random apostrophes just in the middle of the word. Actually, right. actually, I remember I used to always name my uh, my elf characters Greenleaf, and I was I thought I was being so Da-na. clever. Da-na-na. Oh, wait, the, the, the different leaf. Uh, yeah, different leaf. Greenleaf. Right I remember I, thinking not, I was really not cool. Not Sweetleaf. Sweetleaf was the uh, black exploitation. Uh, 
the female black exploitation, like sugar. That was like sweet leaf, <laughs> the elf. But I was green leaf. Green leaf. Elf. And you're like, yeah. man, I'm such a clever kid. Yeah. My carbon footprint. Yeah, is Pam Greer small. as an elf, her name was Sweet Leaf, <laughs> for sure. Sweet cheeks. <laughs> probably them too. And probably them and probably too. Probably them too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I remember thinking I was really clever back in the day, naming like any kind of female character Saria, even though it was literally just stolen from Zelda, but I thought it was so clever for just even remembering that character's name <laughs> and being like, Man, I'm so smart. All my smarty brains are I didn't, oh, so I didn't name this girl like Jessica or like some normal girl name. I picked Saria. No right. one's gonna know it's from Zelda. Not that anyone sees my save file on wild arms too but like whatever <laughs> they come in and they're like wobbin wedbwest who the hell is this who the hell is this wobbin wedbwest character i hope uh the homestar runner people don't cease and desist us for my spot on homestar impression. i mean they're spot fucking on the spot on yes the spot the spot is on is, but yeah it is alchemy is because he's on it 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 is so it. funny to think back to the Godzilla days, though. Yeah, I, know, I mean, right? because there there are times or types of technology that are sort of stop gaps. They're like you know band aids. They, they they are never gonna be useful in the long run. But right. boy, do we need them right now. But yeah. at the time, they were like godsend, like yep. beepers. Yep. Oh right, yeah, like, pagers and like stuff pagers like that, yeah. and beepers, oh, right? Yeah, I, I always mean, thought they seemed like such an absurd technology. Like this is a device that tells me I need to go call somebody. Like yep. why can't it's I just so talk to you on this? What yeah. is this? Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, there's there's like a a famous Buffy quote, and it's like Buffy doesn't feel like a million years ago, and she's like, if the apocalypse comes, beat me. It's like, no, oh, my God, so dated yeah. already. Yeah. I think that, that, that technology still carries on in restaurants, except you don't have to call them back. You just, the thing lights up and you just go get your seat. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though now they're transitioning a lot of places to text you. Oh, that is true. So even, it's taking it's, a while, it's but it's, it's getting antiquated. But you're right, though. That's sort of the only, uh, that's like the last vestige of of. Of beat me. You know what else is getting antiquated? Like physical human beings needing to be in a restaurant to serve you because now we just have all these automatic kiosk iPad desks oh, true. that you can just oh, order yeah. all your McDonald's and Panera Bread yeah, through a that's true. computer face. The, like it's the crazy. The bane of my wife's in existence is yep. the uh, the McDonald's screen that you're you're supposed to go to. And she, you know, we I've been there too, and like it is sometimes a little unintuitive. Like you know, we were adding coffee to a breakfast or something i mean there was, there was some like simple thing we we're trying to do and it's like this is more trouble than it's worth and it came out wrong and so the next time we went, went in i don't know they like poured coffee all over the pancakes or something i don't know what they did it's like it's like no clearly ugh, why would mm, i want coffee that? flavored so we, pancakes so, hot cakes that sounds actually that sounds all right anyway continue parasites. And, and they're like you know so the next cakes. time my wife's like she goes into the the mcdonald's she's like just goes up straight up to the to the counter, you know, interrupting the workers' conversation because that is really just right. so. That's, sorry, that's I'm inconveniencing you. Paid to do now, right? And and they turn to her and they're like, "Um, can I help you?" She's like, "Yeah, can I just place an order?" They're like, "Um, the screen is right over there." It's like, <laughs> "Uh, yeah, I know, but I don't really actually want to use it. Can you just take my order?" And the the lady was legitimately like huffy and annoyed. <sighs> 
Right, How like, dare you what make me do my job? What the hell is the point of having this front interface with people standing there if you're not supposed to talk to them anymore? Like, why are you here? And we're yeah. on the cusp. This is still new technology. Yeah. You, this isn't 20 years after the screen. Yeah, it's up. not like we've been doing this forever. You know, yeah. and as it is, it seems this like... It's fledgling. It, sh- it should just be optional if you are one of those people who doesn't want to talk to somebody or you just have, like, a complicated order you'd rather just type in, which sometimes happens to me. Like, if I go to Panera Bread... But there's like X amount of things I want not in the salad and X amount of things I do. I'm just going to type it in because it's so much easier than trying to explain this whole thing to somebody. So like in that case, it is useful, but it shouldn't be instead of right. being able to talk shouldn't to a person. Right. Nothing. You yeah. Use this or nothing. Right. right. So it's like, okay, so why are people even being paid to stand at this desk? Right. If they're going to just give me attitude. Right. And plus it's at a fast food restaurant. So I'm sure those things are so clean and sanitary. Right. Oh, which yeah. I'm sure they're spotless. Not. Oh my goodness. I got to be honest right now. I'm picturing 8-Bit you going going up to uh, the screen at Panera and in my brain you have a man bun honestly <laughs> that is not possible right now that's not possible right now but I don't blame you for picturing that but also Panera Bread for some reason is the only place where I will like happily with a smile order a salad like i just really freaking like their salads but i i'm like not a salad person at all i mean it's not because their sandwiches cost 72 dollars right no that has nothing to do with the fact that i also get a salad like, wait, which costs 72 dollars you want a half sandwich and some soup and, and a salad because be that's only $48. you're like what the fuck it's just like bread and lunch meat and it's like warm like what did you do? <laughs> you've There's added heat. It's all you've done. You've here. applied <laughs> heat to a normal sandwich, and now it's twenty dollars. I don't understand. I thought this was a good option. Ah, oh, God! It's just a trendy uh, option. There's a difference, right? There is a difference. Yep. That's like the, why. That's why the man bun. Min- is, is it's like like the like the toasted bun. F- you know. F- um, you know, yeah, toasted buns. Toasted bun. Toasted bun. I know it's just a way for you to get rid of your stale bread. I, I know this. But yeah. I, I do it anyway. Right. Subway. <laughs> Subway secretly like, please, for the love of God, ask for a toasted. Do not make me give you. In this a time stale before love. stuff, what we had was toasted bread. Toasted bread. That's it. That's all we had. Kids today do not appreciate how much we did with bread. The creative uses for bread that we would come up with. I mean, it's just bread igloos. Um, we would have dioramas of little cru- little people were croutons. I mean, you guys all did this, right? Not no. necessarily. <laughs> bread I mean, town. I mean, I you would... guys don't remember bread. <laughs> Come on, I don't ha- believe nope. I ever. Come on, hashtag bread town. My way over to bread town. Uh oh. <laughs> hashtag bread town. Oh no, Parasite oh, Steve is out on a limb right now. He's floundering. He's on he's an falling. island. He's, the a, only... he's on an island of bread hashtag town. Hashtag bread town lives. <laughs> <laughs> Population, Parasite State. The penal colony, that is bread town. <laughs> Hashtag population me. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I used to, like, take the crust off of, like, you know, sliced bread, eat the crust separately, and then, like, squish all, like, if I had, like, two or three slices of bread. Yeah, those were the squish pets. all together. Those were the pets. I'd squish all together and make a bread ball, and then yes. eat the bread ball afterwards. Yes. That's yeah, not something I've ever done. That is yeah. just what I did when you know, I was Bread ball you know is I... the natural disaster that destroys bread town. Bread ball, but it never. Yeah. No, it would just destroy my insides instead of bread town because it never. Just like me, it never went to bread town. You're, so what you're saying is your bread town was internal. Uh, sure, we'll go. I with mean, that. it is called a bread box for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that's where you keep bread town. Yeah, for my, sure. My intestines were bowling pins. I guess I don't know. Bread box is like the best unit of measure ever. Is it bigger than a bread box? Is it? Is it smaller does than it a bread fit box? Fit in a bread box. Why is it such a such a useful unit of measure? I, I don't know, I but it's, it's internally useful. It's I, internally useful. Internally useful. Uh, yeah. Internally, eternally, 
You know what's a weird thing I do sometimes? So back to Panera Bread. Talking to microphones and put them online? That is a weird thing I do. I agree. Uh, so I will sometimes go to Panera Bread and sometimes I'll get the French baguette. And then what you I do... feel very fancy. This is how, this is how I eat bun. it. No, no. Hold on. So this is how I eat it and I feel super self-conscious <laughs> and I kind of just don't like to do it in public, but it's my favorite way to eat the baguette. So like I get, I get soup, right? And then I take the baguette. I put my finger like into the baguette and I scoop out the middle bread. You know what I mean? Because like the outside of it's really crusty and hard, yeah. and then the inside soft. So I'll just like reach in, so, scoop out yeah, the, the soft mantle. middle. That's the bread mantle, right? The bread mantle I will yep. remove, <laughs> and then I will eat all the crusty parts, and then I will save the giant bread ball, the and mantle. then I will just like enjoy it as like the final, mm-hmm. final piece of the bread. And that's I cool. feel like if anybody saw me do that, they'd probably think I was. I mean, five I think it would old. be fine if you didn't <laughs> drop your pants first. That's that's the oh, that's right. the weird. That's part? the weird part. Oh, shoot. because I think we all have. So weird I should probably just like, get Panera to go. Don't we all have weird ways of eating like certain like candies? I like. I think that uh, in a time before stuff this is the crap that was entertaining. I guess. yeah, like I I eat all Reese's my candy with cups. my pants off. You know, they had that that <laughs> there ad is no campaign wrong way to in the eat 90s. <laughs> no, there isn't. You just put them in your body. <clears throat> right? You guys remember the uh, the ad campaign in the 90s of, like, different ways people would eat their Reese's Cup? And I remember there was, like, a vampire one. Oh, and yeah, yeah, They yeah, came yeah, out, yeah, he's yeah. like, I, you know, like yeah. to bite. Yeah, and, 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 and the whole thing was, like, there's no wrong way to eat Reese's. Right, there's no yep. wrong way. Because I think that a lot of people just were, were they were weird about the way. Yep. I, always, I, always, uh, <clears throat> I always ate candies in weird ways, like uh, Kit Kats. I would always, like... Just nibble off all the chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I did yeah, the same yeah. thing I, except I with chicken nuggets. I don't know. Oh, that's that's weird. I yeah, I no, kinda, for I real. I like I would, <laughs> I think that that falls into the wrong territory. So, so we're delving into a deep rabbit hole of me yes. eating stuff wrong. But <laughs> apparently, yeah. I shouldn't have done this. But I would always take chicken McNuggets and I would just bite around all the fried part and then just end up with this like floppy white piece of chicken. And then I would just eat that. And yeah. and then he would pull his pants back up. And then I would pull my pants back up. <laughs> well, I guess the, uh, the whole but then it was fine because I was like five. The, the sliced bread thing I still not okay. Five years old can take off their pants in public. It's fine. I mean, not without being told that they can't do that. Right. But like if I did it now, I'd be arrested. When I was five, I would have just been scolded. I'll take a scolding over an arresting any day. Right. I think we're having a, a an inordinately funny episode here. I don't know, I don't know what's that. happening. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening? I'm, is that I'm, I'm revealing all of my deep, dark eating secrets. So <laughs> please, please, internet, be kind. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, yeah. So what else you got there, smush? Smush, well, smush, smush. Very quickly, I guess, I like to kind of talk about Walkmans and like just portable music stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. ah. that's a great topic. I don't know if I should walk backwards or forward, forwards with this, but I, I guess I'll go backwards. I think you should crab walk sideways. Um, I don't crab know how to walk. do that. I'm not a crustacean. He might so. knock the mic over. It's not worth it. Right. You're a crusty guy. I am a crusty guy. You're a crusty crab pizza. I'm not pizza. a crustacean. But uh, obviously True. nowadays... Crustacean at the bus station. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. At the Boss Rush station. <laughs> <laughs> the, smush, the Smush Mode station. Indeed. Uh, so anyway, uh, obviously nowadays, as we're in the year of our Lord, 2019, we have our phones, and you can have you know, Bluetooth headphones or wired headphones, whatever, and just you know, listen to your music that way, all digitally and stuff. Again, with the push of a couple buttons, and within like seconds, and sometimes all... even wireless with Bluetooth uh, like headphones that just are the, right, the earbuds. Exactly, you don't even yes. need a wire anywhere. Right, yeah. exactly, which yeah. are a godsend, by the way. Oh, yeah, they're amazing. So that's basically I, you know, how I listen to music when I'm walking around. I got my phone, got my Bluetooth headphone, my earbuds, and then go on my merry way. You know, My phone carries playlists and all this stuff. So if I want to hear a few particular songs, I can listen to those songs. But we're going backwards from there. And I think the thing I used to use before that 
was um, MP3 player, like an MP, like portable MP3 player. Uh-huh. And I used to have one from a company called Creative. They called it the Nomad, which I thought was a clever name for that mm-hmm. thing. Right, and they're like, no, this doesn't play Sega Genesis games. No, it does not. <laughs> it does not. But it, it plays MP3s. It plays music MP3s. Files. And it, I don't think it was sophisticated enough to actually form your own playlist or anything like it. But it would have like a little screen that to- tells you what song you're listening to. And obviously, you know, skip back, whatever. Pretty, you know, it was pretty convenient for the day. And I used to, you know, use it a lot. And back in you know in the wired headphone category too, it's like oh, yep. I always thought you know what people are creative. They'll just come up with a way like I don't know, they'll they'll have the cable like knurled a certain way where it doesn't tangle itself up, or or they'll come up with something. No, they just said screw it. We're just not even bothering with the cable anymore. Yep. Bluetooth don't need it. No cable. I remember the, I remember thinking that the headphones that came with like the little automatic retractor were yeah. like the most amazing thing because it would just like cinch up all the wires into this yep. tiny little thing and then it wouldn't get all tangly and I thought those were amazing until I realized that the mechanism that automatically like spooled the cables together would sometimes go way too fast and just create a horrific tangled mess inside the device itself right. and then you can't actually open it anymore yeah. and you're like great now it's broken yep. you, know, uh, you know what actually this reminds me of 8-bit uh, I, I think you'll be able to hop on this the evolution boot. of uh, male birds Evolution of male birds. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the they evolved to not bother to have a penis because you oh, just come put the, on. Yeah, we you can't put, we can't steal Radiolab's segment from this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Radio, ha, a shout out to Radiolab because everyone already listens to them. But that episode was really fascinating. Yeah, you don't need the cord. Yeah, no. Yeah, you just you just need the end result. Right. right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, Walkmans are exactly like male birds in that way. Oh, except for the ones that have penises, still mm. like ducks. Right. Peni. Mm. Ducks have like explosive penises. Did you know that? No, they have corkscrew. But no, but they're ex- like the the mechanism. I mean, that, all penises are explosive the mechanism to a that like allows them to have like an erection happens in like a fraction of a second. So it's just like an explosive chemical reaction. It goes from no dick to like forty inches of and then corkscrew back, of corkscrew madness. like like crazy BDSM like yeah. devil dick. Oh and yeah, it's they're, just they're, like yeah, the, a duck like dick ducks is as made of nightmares as the inside of a leatherback turtle's mouth. Ducks like cute. It's as much of a nightmare. Lovable ducks. Why? Why? Now I'm look them up, folks. What... Duck penises, leatherback turtles, mouth. Duck dong. Those two things are the most horrifying things right. in nature. Now, now I'm kind of wondering why you know cord technology didn't follow suit with that. At least try. Like, okay, you have no cord. Now you have like forty feet of cord. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> like explosive. I mean, cord they were explosive true. cord. Explosive extension <laughs> cord. Spiral. <laughs> But anyway, getting back to the Walkman thing. Yes. Off of that tangent. We walked um, back from there. Right. And then uh, from before the MP3 player, there was the Discman, mm-hmm. which you, know, you play your compact discs on, which were great at the time because the sound quality was a lot better than what you know it came, what came like before it. But mm. the problem with these things was it's very sensitive. So if you didn't walk perfectly straight or you yep. like kind of stumbled over something you know the cd would skip a lot yep yeah yeah and, yeah and changing them on the fly was a pain in the ass you basically had to stop what you're doing take it out take the disc out get another disc in and in, in from its case but and then switch back and forth then when you got home like oh wait what cd did i put the, you know what 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 i don't remember what case i put this particular cd in and then you have to open everything up and rearrange everything back to where it was so it's like oh my god what a pain in the ass right and you open yeah. up like you know a megadeth cd and it's like oh pat benatar it's like well i mean i'll take it but i have no idea where the megadeth cd <laughs> oh, is oh yeah Shit. that's another thing if you, you take a case thinking that there was a different cd right like the cd that was supposed to be in it because of right. like the snafu of trying to like right. find and, the case you're right. like fuck it i'll just put it in this empty megadeth and once case. you start down that path there is no turning back no. because you screw no. up one no. and then the next one you're like oh okay you just you just proliferate the uh the mixed up case thing <laughs> right. until every 
every case has a different CD in it. It's right. a Russian roulette CD. You're, you're like, okay, I'm just going to grab whatever. Oh, no. Ah, oh, fuck it. All right. Screw I guess it. I'm listening to Kansas now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I Each a, song is 20 minutes long anyway, and it's about the length of my walk, so whatever. Right. It's right. all good. I remember distinctly, like, when I was probably, like, in eighth grade and i was like this chubby five foot something whatever walking around the high school track so you I, were a five bit alchemy at this point i was yeah actually i was so i was one foot tall when i was a baby and now i'm eight feet tall based on this math yes okay yeah that that, that seems right perfect so <laughs> i was walking around the track and i was i had nothing other than uh like sony walkman and i brought the walkman and i brought the no soundtrack pants. i had still, no pants on still no pants no Just pants whatsoever yeah this happened. Uh, well, these so, growth spurts he had during life. I mean, how could he? How could he even have? A I couldn't up? commit to you one be, pair of pants yeah, for yeah, any yeah. length of time. My spurts were just going to grow me right out of them. So why wear them? Can we? Can we stop talking about your spurts, please? Yeah, we're Tim's, done. Tim's growth we're is done. like a duck dick. We're done. Tim's growth is like a duck dick. I grow like a duck dick, <laughs> like duck dongs. That is my growth rate. Hashtag duck dongs. <laughs> Hashtag duck dongs. Completely directly uh, proportional. You guys, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> Huzzah! Continue, Ed Balcomy, please. So, Save us from ourselves. Uh, so there really isn't like a ton to tell, but um, so I was walking around this track, maybe maybe pantsless, but I had uh, a Walkman and I had the soundtrack to Lunar Two because I thought it was so cool that I actually had the physical CD to a soundtrack for a game and i was walking around this track and i and the walkman had like a special setting that was skip protect and it would like you know i don't know whatever it did it would like lower some little plastic you know piece so that it would prevent the disc from shaking too much when you're stepping like that was the thing that meant that music players needed to have because the format was so imperfect they're like it's probably gonna skip but like we can kind of make it better a little bit but really don't run because if you run it will not help right. is that what yeah. skip protect was for yeah i thought it was for like protecting it against random bullies with ascots named skip that came up from the country club and were like hassling you oh interesting and Actually, they would like protect you i think the more common misconception is that while skip protect was on you were not allowed to physically skip while walking Oh, see, this this is something I didn't consider. Yeah. So so there's actually a, a multitude of different interpretations for the feature, but in reality, it slightly prevented the disc from skipping it while listening. It barely worked. It barely worked. Right. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. That so. was the thing that happened. I remember Walkmans. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Like, Walkmans were way better than Discmans. It, it really... It's like you were excited to go on to the next thing. Yay, right. CDs! They're better yeah. than tapes, but tapes were just so durable. Yeah, they Walkmans were. Yeah, were great. Obviously, going backwards from like the Discman, we're going to the the Walkman, the the, the original from uh, Sony there, and obviously the cassettes. You know, very handy and convenient. Very, they fit in your pocket, whereas the Discman couldn't fit in your pocket. And even if it could, good luck playing that thing friggin' horizontal, uh, vertically, you know, because that mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. And you can cram a couple tapes in your pockets. You can, but absolutely. You, but CDs, it's like, they're too yeah. they're too breakable. They are. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you, you know, they're too big, and yeah. it just doesn't work. But, you can, but yeah. yeah. Obviously, like, tapes had their downsides, too, because, sure. you know, God sure. forbid sure. Your, your cassette tape, like, part, portion of the tape gets caught in the machinery, and then you get the... It's like, oh, crap, then you gotta stop it, and you gotta fish it out. Right, because you not, know it's just destroying right. it. You're like, hopefully, oh, shit. It, hopefully not... At the very least, not breaking the tape itself and having to rewind it with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, pens and pencils, that's kind of a thing of the past, too. Because when's the last time a lot of people probably seen a pencil? Yeah, like, honestly, pens are so common in the workplace because they don't want you to erase anything. Like, pencils are useless once you're out of, like, grade school. Right. Mm-hmm. But Nobody even, like, them. going back to the cassette thing, but uh, once you get that thing and you finally get it back to one piece, that, that portion of the tape is, like, 
forever like mm-hmm. distorted and yep. destroyed. It's stretch and ruined. Holy down. Oh, won't you see? Fuck. Every single time you know that part's coming, it's like, oh, do I buy a new tape or whatever? Do I? And then you buy a new one and you're like, oh, but I like the I like the ruined one better now. I've heard it yeah. 20 times. Like, Damn it. You, you listen to the new one and you just... You still in your mind hear about yeah, the walk yes. part. Yep. It just never goes and then away. You, you go out to keep sing karaoke and you're doing Holy Diver and you're you're like, down too long in the room. And they're like, is this no guy stroking out? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. And is you're like, right? no, that's how it goes. You're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Is... Someone from the audience goes, no, it's bound down too long in the midnight sea. Oh, what? Yeah. And it's like, and oh, his oh, went on a right, his spot. Because that was the guy that you gave your tape to. Right. After you bought a new one, you gave it to that guy. Guy. No, no, guy. no, 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 he had it in a different, different spot. Tape different that spot, warped a different, different spot. Tape. So in his mind, oh my the, god, the warp was in a different oh spot. Oh my god, I yep. see. A whole multitude of karaoke universes existed at the same time yes. that don't we don't have to worry about now. It's infinite earths. <laughs> Everybody like, has the same It's exactly like having infinite earths. It's exactly like earth. And they all have Will Smiths on them. All of them. Every single one. But you know what? You know what else I want to mention is that CDs weren't actually a perfect technology either, because I remember a story distinctly from you, Berm, mm. that uh, involved you going to put a CD in your CD player while driving in the car, and you know you're going over a road with a little bit of turbulence, a little bit of bumps in it, and you go to feed the CD, and and the CD player hits the point where it goes, "All right, I'm gonna take this," right. and then you go over a bump, and you go, "Snap!" and your hand pushes down on the CD so hard that it broke the CD in half and then this, the CD player was like well I, I'm still gonna just I'm take this I'm still committed this. to accepting this CD this it's like, half it's like CD. secretly yeah. um. it's like thanks guy and you're like yeah. no yeah. <laughs> instant broken uh, and it just ate oh, half a CD and it can't yeah. eject it because right. it's just, it, like yeah. it doesn't have enough right. material yeah. there it like went so far back in the machine that there's just like oh half God. a CD of empty space it can't uh, do is, anything uh, with it I forgot all of it this is like one of my favorite stories ever. and it's so yeah. bad because you kind of like, I know it sucked so bad for you, but like, <laughs> like just hearing the story after the fact, it's so funny at how painful of like a oh fuck no moment that right. is. You're just that, like, that, ah. that, 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 I'm those sure it happens. Seconds in slow where motion. nothing you can do can reverse what's about to happen. <laughs> right. Right. right? You're like, oh, oh no, my yeah. day is about to get a lot worse. <laughs> so, do you remember by any chance uh, what CD that might uh, have been? I don't recall exactly. I want to say it was an Arch Enemy CD, possibly Black Earth. Oh. So black okay. earth, earth, black earth, yeah. black, uh, but earth. only one hemisphere. Oh, <laughs> wow! Uh, but yeah, talk about a perfect storm. Right? Yeah, right. It wasn't one that Will Smith was on. No, no, no. not <laughs> on this one. Not, on this not none of the Smiths. Not no. Jaden. Not Will. None of them. No. Nope. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It, when, once you have once you have some scope, it's pretty fun. I mean, I can yeah. laugh about it now. Not that I have, but I, but I could. <laughs> I, could I, have I have the potential to laugh at it, but right. I'm still holding on to it. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing how far things have come. And you plus, know, from, not, not going back to the seas. I mean, not to mention like if you scratch it. Like like one little scratch yep. can like screw up like three or four songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or the album. Yeah. album. Yeah. True. And then you have to sit there with toothpaste and a toothbrush and. Hopefully, hoping that urban legend worked. <laughs> toothpaste that remedy just, for toothpaste will just CD. somehow miraculously fill in the data that's missing on your CD. Like, what? <laughs> what do you think is in toothpaste? You're like, God damn it! I'm not buying live throwing copper for a third time. Some of us didn't buy it the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only the smart ones. Well, I don't know. Wow, pretty good. And something that I want to bring up too is uh, the instant messengers that we that we used to have. Oh yeah, uh, like uh, ICQ. Oh geez, yeah. <laughs> Spelled with the 
letter I, yep. and then a C, and right. then an actual Q. Right. Which I thought was pretty clever. So clever. Yeah, I, seek, I seek you as I'm searching for you. Exactly. Right. But yeah. it's just three Which took me yeah. way too long to get. Like just like a, a, string, a string of letters I could form a sentence. Like, I see you are a cutie. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. I remember using ICQ a lot. I, I oh, love yeah. the fact that you, you can... Oh, yes, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Uh, um, I, I love the fact that, you know, you can, like, see what the person is typing after typing. Yes, right. You, no, 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 making a mistake. They backspace, they backspace it. You, it. You see yes. it all in real time. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing if you think about, like, wow, how... Like, it was... It was the the connective speed was was even such the, that the that was possible con- back then, right? Yeah, yeah. Even the, the, yeah. the phone connection, right? Yeah, yeah. The, that was, the, the, way that back. was yeah, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, and then and then it went on to uh, AIM, which was well, AOL, Yahoo. Instant Messenger. I think that came out first. I remember. I personally went. Or maybe to Yahoo. it came out around right. around the same time. Yeah, I'm with uh, well. Along with Parasite Steve, I mean, I went to Yahoo before AIM, and then AIM just took yeah. over. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I remember I, I using had, AIM a I lot. I had all three, yeah. so and then nobody eventually nobody was on either of the other two. It was just like, right. well, you have to use AIM because right. that's well, yeah. it's yeah. the only yeah. platform people are on. Right. I don't think any of those yeah. even like run it now anyway. Yeah, even I if think you wanted yeah, to. A- AOL as a whole is pretty much done now. Right. So yeah. You don't even get email from yeah. them anymore. And I'm pretty sure Yahoo Messenger is. And this was matter. before in a time before MySpace. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. was all like right. very early sort of internet uh, as a social tool. Yeah, yeah, like you really didn't. Texting have, uh, wasn't a thing. You yeah. didn't have like you didn't have cell was... phones. There was no cell yeah. phones. It was well, just... unless you had a cell phone like in your car from like those those the blocky phones from your right. Your but car. you were well, those, you they didn't have a screen. Yeah. Right. It was basically a cinder block with a with not, uh, like a dial pad on it. Does that work? It was like this was like before smartphones. Like it was a cell phone yeah. where you could just text. Yeah. Play like crappy games that came with the phone and just make shitty phone. Yeah, calls. it's like right. the next cell phone technology that was amazing was the flip phone. Right. Yes. At this point. Yeah. yeah. That was like, right. yeah that the was idea the that your phone could actually be compact and, and, and at the time, And, at the and time, you could play Star like Trek and you'd be like, Bones, I'm down here on the planet with the away team and I'm searching for cheese. I don't know. I don't know what he said. I'm searching for Spock. Still. The quest for Spock. I call my cheese Spock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please, I, for God's <laughs> please, please take this away from me. I, uh, I remember being, you know, I, I didn't have a cell phone myself until I was like seventeen or eighteen, and I had pretty much graduated high school. So the only way that I would communicate with friends before that was to straight up cold call them on the phone, which sounds crazy. What? Or to go home after school and go on AIM yeah. and just sit at the computer and just chit chat. Like shit it chat. wasn't shit chat. Like it wasn't it wasn't a thing that I would. Which do. is what we do on the toilet every morning. We right. shit chat. Right. We just we just go to take a dump and then call each other and shit chat. <laughs> shit, shit chat. chat. Hashtag yeah, so shit the, chat. The way you led into that little segment there was like um reminds me of a Louis Anderson skit, but he was talking about cable TV, which is something else we could have talked about. Cable but, TV. But he was like all these modern conveniences. Of course, this was like. This, this skit was probably like 25, 30 years ago. And like, oh, yeah, well, all these modern conveniences we all we all now have. Like when our grandparents and stuff are like, oh, when I was growing up, things were so much tougher. I mean, what are we going to say to our kids? Oh, yeah, when when I was 12, I didn't, you know, I didn't have cable until I was 12 or whatever. However the joke went, I don't remember exactly. But it was something to that effect. That's it, funny that, that you mentioned that because just the other day at work, the the vice president of the company was like telling the story. I kind of like overheard it. And he's like, oh, back in the day, you know, <laughs> I would walk 20 miles to school and then. 
three feet of snow or whatever. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? This old chestnut <laughs> classic yeah. old man story. Get out of here. One of, those th- one of those people. Whatever. Right. Up. Yeah. up and down the street both ways, buck naked. In three, three feet of snow, and, yeah. with yeah. razor blades on our butts and dogs and and meat tied to our faces for the dogs to eat, we did all of this and we liked it. We loved it. Yeah, we we put more it. meat on. You can't have it. So easy nowadays. I mean, how right. the hell do you walk uphill both ways? You'd have to live in two different places. Like you'd to have walk to, up the hill. You'd both have to ways. start the morning at the bottom of the hill. School would have to be halfway <laughs> up the hill, and then your home at the end of the day would have to be further up the hill. How, we got home. What the hell? How is this happening? We had nothing to eat on the plate but duck dicks. Duck dong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really worth mentioning that nowadays you can communicate with people via like Facebook Messenger, texting, whatever, at mm-hmm. the drop of a hat in between whatever you're doing. But for a period of time, talking to other people was what you were doing. Like you mm-hmm. had to go to your computer and boot up whatever chat app and then just sit there and talk and like Before it was be on the app. computer but yeah. like you couldn't just be out and about and just like right. chit-chatting whenever you couldn't you couldn't chit-chat you had right. to right. You, unless your computer was in your bathroom right. you couldn't do that right unless you know your your internet connection got you know disconnected by a phone call it's like oh i wish there was a way that i could remove this phone thing and communicate with people Wait a minute. If Why don't only. I just use the phone? There's <laughs> right. a thought. Oh. And it's funny, like, how the uh, the culture of, like, teenager culture around phones has changed so drastically. Because now it's like teenagers, phones. Okay, what I think of is, like, like bland, expressionless, emotionless face staring down at glowing rectangle for 27 hours out of the f- 24 hours of the day. And, like, that's a teenager. And when I was a kid in the 80s, the the teenager like preconception was <clears throat> especially this was like a teenage girl thing that was in every 80s movie like i'm picturing harry and the hendersons and the teenage girl character would always like take the phone and be on the phone all day yep, on her and bed take like it, just calling like, twirling into the, the closet how many cord. how many 80s movies had teenage girl characters going into the closet with the phone because this was before even cordless Right. And, and everybody would be like, where's the phone? Yeah, Mallory, get off the phone! Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd have like the panning shot of following the cord to the closet door. Yep. yep. And, and she had hair for days because yep. it was the 80s. Yep. And, and that was like the thing. Like, oh, teenage girls can't get them off the phone. Right. And it's so funny because now nobody calls anybody. It's just texting. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. all it is. There yep. is no talking. Yeah. Right. Calling and, is so um, going by yeah. the wayside now. Yeah. yeah. It, yep. And it's it's to the point where from per- personal experience, because, you know, I've had a teenager um, where like they don't feel comfortable calling people. Like I've, like I've had conversations w- with yeah. with her and she's like, oh, well, uh, you know, I, I don't I, I don't know what they're doing. It's like, well, call them. You know, she's like, oh, they're not answering texts. I have no idea. Like, have you tried calling? Me? And she's like what no why would i that'd be weird i'm I'm not gonna call my friend so legitimately the culture has shifted in such a dramatic fashion that we went from teenage girls can't get them off the phone to teenage girls can't get them on the phone unless they're you know, like not to talk right, right? they won't can't get them to call they won't call they and it's not just call. girls and like nowadays it's pretty much everyone. it's everyone yeah yeah, yeah it's everyone uh, yeah for yeah. sure and, um, and just as a quick aside, just even like the concept of calling someone, like now, well, not even nowadays, but you can, you'd have a screen that would have like a re- replication of like a touchtone number pad, and uh, you know even before the the touchtone pad, you'd have like the rotary stuff. 
So it's like, oh, if, if anyone remembers that, you like, if you had to dial a number, if it's like seven or ten digits, it's like each one is like, and that was three numbers. So even the act of calling someone was like so much more inconvenient back then than it would be now because now it's like, oh, here's like your contact list, just push a button and it'll just automatically dial the number, and that's you know. Right. Well, Not that from, anyone does that anymore. Yeah, but. I used to memorize right. all my friends' numbers. Like, I knew all of them. Oh, you know, that, that's funny, because the way I memorize numbers, I mean, not on a dial pad, but when we had the touchstone pads, I wouldn't even remember the number. I'd remember the formation of the numbers oh, as yeah. I'm typing them. Oh, right. So I wouldn't oh, even yeah. remember the right. numbers. So like, I know was, it's like an H, and then I cross over here. It's, it's just some weird thing like that. So if someone had asked me, oh, what's this person's number? I'd be like, I... It's an H, I, yeah, and then you move over I'd here. have to, like, kind of do the thing, the motion with my finger, like, okay, this... <laughs> okay. I couldn't just recite the number off the top of my head. That's, right. Except uh, my yeah. own number. That is friggin' hilarious. I remember being like that with certain people, too. Yeah. That's super funny. Yeah, yeah all I those different right. mnemonic devices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's all I had to add for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. And what about, like, before even phones? What if, what, if, what if, like, phones... Okay, so not before phones, but, like, before Modern. phones were all you needed. Right. Mm. Like, like what before else, computers, what before else before phones, stuff? when you just were, like, kind of freewheeling, doing your thing as a kid. Smoke signals, you know. Yeah. Western Union, Telegram. Because I distinctly remember. I distinctly remember, like, even when I was way into Nintendo and all this stuff, I remember spending just an insane amount of time outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Yep. Yep. Like, you know, just explore. You know, I had woods behind my house, and I would spend hours and days and the summers and stuff just literally just building forts and like there was a little river that was like it was a little river is pushing it it's a a trickle a little stream that would sometimes be dried up sometimes would have water in it and uh we you know sometimes overflow (laughs) yeah we'd have to like that's why it smelled weird yeah it wasn't that uh but there were like you know if there was water you had to like hop across these certain rocks that were in the way that you could get across without getting wet um, and then there would be like, you know, Nintendo, you remember this. Oh yeah. And we would, we would just go back there and like, man, just find stuff. There would be like, we had, we had a hurricane, a big hurricane in the eighties that was hurricane Gloria. Yeah. I remember. Oh that. yes. Yeah. And hurricane oh, yeah. Gloria seriously did oh, some yeah. damage. And there were a lot of trees that were behind my house, like way in the woods that were all just toppled over or partially toppled over. And they made some really neat things to play on i mean granted it wasn't smart but some of them or would like yeah or safe <laughs> they had like the root structure had ripped up and there would be this massive like root cave and uh and there were like there are a couple of those and there was you know just some really really cool things we would just find and explore and and just like hang out for hours right. just shooting the shit right i, I remember just being this, in the this world. one spot uh, the way how these trees fell, mm-hmm. it was like its own fort. Yeah, and that's where we would spend our. I remember that too. It was like eight. surrounded, and I mean, it was pretty big, and uh, yeah, it was like you go into this area and you're surrounded leaves, and it almost felt like it was solid walls of of stuff, and it was just awesome. Right, I remember right. that, and we used our imagination quite a bit too, right. which yeah. I feel like kids nowadays yeah. don't really do as much. Yeah, we yeah we would yeah, have like sure. we would just play. We would like have make our own games, and... like we make our own board games. Uh, yeah, anything, all the time. Anything. Yeah. I remember one thing I used to do a lot when I was younger. Uh, the apartment building that I used to live at back in the day, you had like a paved parking lot, but the there was like pavement would go like all the way around the house. Yeah, so I remember that. It was yeah. 
kind of like a walkway, I guess, but they so, but it was the the entire circumference of the the house was paved, and um, there was like a small patch of woods, nothing you could get lost in, but there was a small patch of woods on one side of the house, and someone at some point in time just just ditched like the top of a chimney there, so just what? bricks and you know all that <laughs> stuff, bricks and mortar, right? But when like the mortar that held all the bricks together, they would it would break off. But we, what we found out was we could dry them off and we could actually use it as like sidewalk chalk. So we draw all along like all the pavement that, you know, enveloped you know, the circumference of the house. And it, it was free and it seemed like it lasted forever because it was like a whole bunch of it there. And it, we used like a ton of it for like the longest time until eventually there's the whole swath of like trees just got, you know, taken down eventually. And this shit is free. It and is I made free. it. Yeah. Right. And you know, we just draw we just draw whatever the hell we want all, all along like the pavement on the side of the house and you know when it rained it went away and we just had to, oh, if we need more truck, just grab more truck. We have to let it dry out first or else you'd just be riding with like, mud. Yeah, clay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, that's something we ended up doing a lot of, you know. That is know, awesome. Do like, you know, the four square like, you know, courts or like, you know, hopscotch or whatever the hell people want to draw, you know. Yeah. yeah or just yeah, characters yeah. or just weird whatever. I mean, you don't have the one color, so like it was just the off white of like, you know, whatever that mortar. was, the mortar. But yeah, that, that was that was definitely fun and you know, kept nice. us busy for a while. Yeah, it's funny. Like, you had to get out of your house, and you like, your parents would kick you out. Like, don't come back in before yeah. supper. Right, right. Like, like, don't entertain yourself. So, so get out there. Right. Yep. And yep. we were never the far. Bright, we were, big world we were, out there. We were just around the house. I mean, like, the, the, the little patch of woods was literally maybe within 50 feet of the house. So it was not far at all. Right. I remember uh, riding my bike, and I would bring, like, my, my little radio, my little... Uh, cassette player, mm-hmm. and I'll just like play with your like sixty two D batteries that it took. Yes, exactly. <laughs> do they even still sell D batteries? <laughs> they honestly, do. Yes, what the they heck do actually. They, oh, they still sell them in sixty four packs. Actually, Holy yep. Shit. Single use. I would, I would play. I would play like like Weird Al, just like riding my bike playing Weird Al. Nice. Whatever, I'm out of the house and yeah, whatever. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I have a lot of memories of going to a friend's house and having like their parent or whatever say, "Okay, got to get out of the house." My mom never usually did this, but my friends' parents, like either my aunt or, you know, other friends who were like really their parents enforced them to leave the house. We would always just come up with random fun crap to do. And it was it was because, you know, we had to remove ourselves from technology. Technology technically existed at the time, but we would still find ways to go out into, you know, into the neighborhood or whatever and just make up games, make up stories, you know, use whatever props we had at our disposal and just have ourselves a friggin time, you know, and just I don't see a lot of kids doing that. A lot of kids Mm. just snag an iPad and they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And most of your friends lived within a bike ride away yeah right you had a bike. bunch of local What's town you friends like an uber yeah. <laughs> right. what, what right. is this bicycle you speak the of? absolute most ridiculous thing um my wife was telling me about this she saw a kid who had an ipad necklace he had it huh. like around his neck because clearly the parents just could not be bothered to parent for one second of the day. So we have to actually strap the damn iPad to the child so that he can be entertained at all times. Like, wow. oh my God. That's nuts. That is like one step away from being a cyborg. That is one right? step away from that whole thing when, in Wally where all were just 400 pound masses of flesh you know, on hover yeah. chairs. Yep. Oh, yeah. With oh, and dude. Fries and dude, everything Wally that we is poignant as hell. It totally I, is. It is like the, the most, like, I think, believable 
like prediction for the human race. Yeah, it really of, is. Of any really sci-fi is. We're going to eventually ever. just end up in space on a spaceship, everything done for us, and the world is going to go to shit. Yeah, we're not gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna bother walking. Yeah, right, th- that and idiocy are like the two movies that are like the most you know poignant and like you know future telling. I yeah. never saw that one. Oh my, you should see it. Okay, it's yeah, amazing. I haven't seen that one either. But yeah, for sure. And then yeah, uh, Mike Mike Judge, I think, directed that. Or yes, he, yeah, he, okay. he directed that one. Yeah. Is it Idiocracy? Idi- uh, is that uh, yeah? That's, that's what, what I meant. Yeah, if yeah, I okay, Idiocracy. Yeah. I still haven't I seen what it. Meant, but, but, okay. okay, well, yeah, Idiocracy. That's that's the actual proper name for it, and that is amazing. Check it out. But yeah, for sure, that's where that's where things are seemingly headed because yeah, so I mean, many you know, kids that are like three, four, five are more tapped into technology than like a lot of adults. You know, they're just so dependent on it. They don't have a life away from an iPad or whatever. So, you know, any parents nowadays that do encourage kids to go out and play, I think should be celebrated that much more because it is so much harder now to remove those things from right. kids' lives, especially where, um, you know, so many of their peers and things at school are very likely to have these technology at their disposal. And then your kid's going to go, well, I want to do that too. Like they want to fit in. And the thing that makes right. them fit in is like dependence on technology, right. which sucks. You don't want right. that, you know, but it's, it's definitely commendable for parents nowadays to try and, you know, wean them off of that or have it not be such a, such a major or we should let life. them see black mirror at like a much younger for age. real it should be like <laughs> instead of like any kind of nickelodeon daytime programming instead of show, them, clues, show them black mirror black yeah. mirror black, black mirror. mirror every time scare tactics work yep. folks. and don't please don't strap technology to your child if there's anything you take away from this this episode other than the duck dick thing like please stop strapping technology to your child yep watches are acceptable iPads, no. Right. Although nowadays watches are like almost like mini iPads anyway. Yeah, they, smart watches are right. has, has as much function as phones. Fair. It's like, right. and I, I mean, I know a few friends that have just a normal watch because it's kind of like one of the few male accessories. But so many people have smart watches, and like for the longest time, I didn't think that there was a large user base for smart watches. I thought they were like such a a niche thing that only you know certain people would really get into but a lot of people have them i find with like a lot of like modern technology it's like that whole fomo thing fear of missing out so whatever yeah. the hot new thing is everyone has to have it just because it's the, it's the new thing oh, right right, right. Like, to fit like in, in the, and, the new iphone like like so many people just like wait for days in line yeah. just get the new iphones like you this- really want to spend a thousand dollars on a product that does the same exact thing as the last as the yes because it. because it's barely better right it's like this right. marginal you know kind of mm-hmm. increase if right. if even an increase at all and, and really it's not because of that it's just a status symbol it totally exactly is. that exactly. is that is a whole other thing and yep. if you know people want to have man buns and have the new iphones on day one then you know and go to panera bread with their pants off that's fine can totally yeah, that's fine yeah, it is never fine to go to panera bread with your pants off Damn it. see this is why what? this is why you need to tell your kids early to stop dropping the draws. Right. And this is why we never took you anywhere. This is why. <laughs> this don't is strap, why. Don't strap an iPad to your kid. Put, give him a pair of pants. Yeah, for God's Strap sense. a pair of pants to your kids. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Yeah, so I think that... Yeah, I think that will pretty much wrap up that segment of the yeah. episode. So we've all been talking about times in our lives before a lot of our modern conveniences of today and the devices that would later evolve into those... You know, just reminiscing about stuff like that. And we are now going to state 
our octoponder this question to you. Is it about duck dicks? It is not about duck dicks. Duck sure duck dong. I mean, you can ponder about them all you want. I'm not going to stop anyone from doing that. Octodonger. Octodonger this. <laughs> but this episode's octoponder question is, what is the first thing that you looked up on the internet? So I'll uh, give you a few moments to th- octoponder that, and we will go on a short break. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Scriptorium. The new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including... Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Scriptorium, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. Hey, are you ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octoponder this. We have returned, and our octoponder question for this episode was, or still is, what is the first thing that you've looked up on the internet? It doesn't have to be dirty. It can be anything. It might be dirty. It might be dirty. It could be dirty. It could be dirt. Right. It could be. It wasn't for me. could be loam. Uh, the first thing I remember looking up on the internet, I was actually at Parasite Steve's house because he had internet before I did. And uh, I remember the first thing that I looked up on his interweb machine, it was a picture of Goliath from the TV show Gargoyles back in the mid-90s. Oh, so extreme. Like the best Disney show And ever. it only took like two totally. minutes to load. And, and you're like, like, it would like, it would like ascend downward. Yeah, yeah. Yet, like, each like, yeah. bar would fill in. Yeah. You're, you're like, like, I'm all oh And the anticipation was probable, but it you're was like, so oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then he just had an orgasm. I mean, oh, I mean, I didn't Did I that. ever. And but it was like it was like oh my god his 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 lavender thighs are almost in view, you guys <laughs> they're within reach. Yes. I can see his blank cloth. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, nice. that was that was the first thing I looked up on the internet, the world wide web. It wasn't boobs? It wasn't loam. Well, Goliath had boob. He had I, he had he had boob. 
He had, he yeah. had uniform. Singular, yeah, he singular had like, peck. All the, yeah, he had just like boom plateau. It was that. like boom. Mega peck. But it wasn't, no, it wasn't like a sell from the show. It was like an actual painting. It was, it was like ridiculously awesome. I don't know if it was like concept art or something, but it was like ridiculously great. Or like great. Promo, promo art or something. Maybe. maybe yeah. But it was, yeah, it wasn't just like a drawing from the cartoon. It was like a ridiculously awesomely detailed like just painting or artist yeah. rendition of Goliath. Something you could only get on the World Wide Yeah, Web, we were right? like way into Gargoyles back then. Mm. Gargoyles is mm. fantastic and it's still worth getting way into. Totally. People yeah, should love it. Yeah. Get at us. Yeah, so uh, what about any of you other guys? What's the first thing you looked up on the interwebs? Honestly, I don't know for sure because I was so young, but I remember a huge, like, crazy thing that I loved so much when I was growing up was Pokemon, like, cards and just Pokemon in general. So I I don't know if this was the first thing, but I totally distinctly remember looking up like Pokemon cards and just seeing what the different ones were and stuff and and looking at pictures of them. I don't know if it was the first thing I ever did. I mean, I usually used the computer with Parasite Steve for the longest time because, you know, he was so much older and knew how to do it. But um, that's probably the first thing I looked up because I remember for the longest time I wasn't into... The, like the Pokemon games weren't a thing. Like it was like the show and the cards, and then the game. I felt like I got into like le- like maybe even last. though that was the first thing that hit in America was the right, game. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the first thing. Period. But. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know for some reason I didn't. I I wasn't into that yet. But I I I think it was probably Pokemon cards, or at least at least early on for me. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Hey, but Alchemy, how about uh, how about you, Nintendo? Um. Yeah, I can't really remember. Uh, I want to say, since I first got the internet, I think one of the first things I looked up was probably Iron Maiden's website. No, that's wrong. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely wrong. I, I, Even though I, I wasn't there for it. No, I, I wasn't there for it. Continue, Nintendo. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like looking up like a lot of like like heavy metal stuff. Like I, like when I when Bruce and Adrian first joined. Uh, Iron Maiden again for the second time, and they're just releasing the Brave New World album. I remember just going to that website and just checking out like the the video they had for it in oh, yeah. a oh, Wicker Man. Wicker Man, yeah. It's like oh, I was just so excited that you know Bruce and Adrian were back in the band. It's like yeah. oh, all is right in the world. Yeah, that's such a good song. That's a good one. Yeah, right, yeah. That's a, that's a and a song that has like a unique search. radio edit. That's yes. true. Yeah, you know, not a lot yeah. of songs. Like usually, songs just take stuff out. With the yeah. radio edit yeah, added they, stuff. Right. Yeah. And it was like way better too. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Yeah, like yeah he had, he like had a little extra better. vocal bit yeah. in the chorus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was so great. Yeah, it's so, so the unusual. CD version. It's yep. like, oh. Yeah. You mean the radio version. Right, yeah. seriously. Yeah. And lo- another thing I, I love to do was like go, go on the message boards and whatnot. Oh, uh, yes, message the, boards. I used to do that a lot too, actually. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's basically all Reddit is. Yeah. It's just like calling back to the world's message board. Yeah. Right. Hmm. But these were more specific to whatever brand right. you were visiting. Right. Yeah. More more focused. Right. Oh, yeah, cool. Right. How about you, uh, Parasite Steve? I distinctly remember the very first time I ever used the internet uh, was one of the only times that my, my dad ever took me to his job. And um, he worked for a technology company. And so, you know, he had stuff before it was common to be in people's houses that he had just at the work. Like I remember the first time he told me about what a scanner was. He's like, yeah, it's like a box and you, you, you can put stuff in the computer. And I'm like, what? Like the, just them. Like he said it was a box. I'm like thinking of like a cube and I'm like, what is how, but we uh, was like, Oh, do you want it? We can use the, uh, let's go after, after everybody's clothes. We can get in. And, uh, you know, we can scan shit. the internet. Check out the internet. 
And so I uh, distinctly remember my first search ever was the crow. Those were the those are the oh, words. Yeah. Not the bird, the crow. Nope, the crow. Because the uh, the Brandon Lee movie was my favorite thing ever in high school. Um, it was definitely my favorite movie, and I was pretty obsessed with it. I had a lot of a lot of different crow shirts. I had a lot of different. Anything. You had a murder of crow shirts? I, I oh, did. I think you could say that. Snap. I think that would be accurate. I had various posters. I had lots of stuff. But uh, that very first time, I found this neat picture of... Um, it was it was comic art. It was definitely done by James O'Barr, the, uh, <clears throat> the artist and writer of the original Crow comics. But it wasn't from the comic. It was like a piece of promotional art he did or something like that. And I remember he was, um, he was like... I don't know, on a fence or something. And he was kind of just, it was like showing his bullet wounds in his chest and it was just really well done. And, and, uh, I, I had printed that out. I found that at his work. I printed it out. I, I cut it out. And then uh, it was like on my wall forever. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that particular do, picture. Actually, it yeah, was a black and white. Yep. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that was liter- literally the, the very first thing I ever looked up. The nice. crow. Nice. That's cool. 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 All right, those were our answers, and now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder This Question, which was, or still is, and that's the second time I've done that because I, I'm consistent in my fucking upness. What is the first thing you looked up on the internet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Deal with yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Deal with it. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, we're still a relatively new podcast, and we'd love to hear what you think about the Octoponder This Question and about anything about the show in, in general. Yeah. And about, like, Tim's man bun and yeah. whether or not he should wear pants more. Right. Like, anything. Anything yeah. you want. Duck dicks. Duck dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag duck dong. Hash, hash, Hashtag duck dong. Whether or not leatherback man. turtles' Dash. mouths are made right. of nightmares. You know, like, anything. <laughs> anyway, if you have words for us, give them to us. Right. And please give them to us at Redoctopus on Twitter. Our Facebook group. And you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. So, uh, it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye... Let's go to this. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet music. Because it's time to compose your scene. All right, ladies and joins, we have ourselves a new alternate segment here for you i like to call this compose yourself where i want to highlight a composer of movies and or video games and bring them to your attention compose yourself before you compose yourself yeah don't compost yourself before you compose yourself uh so i want to talk today about Stuart copeland because uh i've been enjoying his music as of late and I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Good. I, I'm glad you will. Nice. I'm glad you're ready, Berm. So Stuart Copeland is an American musician and composer who is most famously known as the drummer for The Police. He was actually a founding member of The Police in 1976, and he composed actually a lot of the early songs for the band uh, before Sting kind of took more of a major role in the band. Um, he was ranked 10th in Rolling Stone's top 100 greatest drummers of all time. Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's got chops. He does have chops. Yeah, don't, was, don't stand so close really to me. really green. Yeah. Nintendo, please, don't stand so close to me. <laughs> don't stand Joe close to me. I mean, I don't know me. what this has to do with anything else, but I just, I just need to it's just It's that. just an aside. That, don't stand all. Joe. Don't stand Joe. Don't stand it. Joe close to Steve. Um, <laughs> even though it's Greg. <laughs> but it's fine. It was funny. Uh, so back to back to Copeland. Um, so Insomniac Games 
had commissioned Stuart Copeland to compose the music for their new game, Spyro the Dragon, in 1998. Uh, his process for composing the music, I thought, was really interesting. What he did was he would actually sit down and play the game, and he would play through each of the levels before deciding how to approach writing the music for that area, which is really unconventional. I think a lot of composers will typically make the soundtracks in a bubble, or um, you know, they'll have like some key artwork, but... <laughs> <laughs> but most of them <laughs> that was that was good <laughs> anybody else out there know what we're doing here it's that the, is the it's sonic the hedgehog when he's underwater he's underwater and you get a little bubble and you need some air so you won't die yeah Sonic the hedgehog eating an air bubble goes and seriously that countdown is like more intense than like 90 percent of boss music out there real it's so stressful i hated it shabibon Shabaymon. Uh Okay, so sorry, Stuart. I don't need, don't mean to be uh, not doing you a you know proper service here. So, so yeah, he would play through the levels and compose the music, which I think is an amazing way to get into the headspace of the feel of the game. And I think that's why the soundtrack probably fits so damn well. Um, he, Take lessons, Tommy Tallarico. <laughs> yeah, what is not this? That you're not awesome and talented, but half your soundtracks don't go with the music. Don't go with the game here. Right? Like what? Story. What is that crazy like banjo nonsense bumpkin stuff that happens when you're flying through the turbo tunnel in uh, Earthworm Jim? It's right. just crazy. I mean, and, I love it, but what the hell? Right. And what's with that ducktick music from Terminator? Yeah, I mean, that, that fucking butt rock Terminator ducktick music is so unbelievably out of place. But it's amazing. But like, it what? Is awesome. I love what listening even? to it. What even? Hashtag Terminator ducktick music. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, that was the tactic going back to normal oh form. God, I keep, I keep like, I keep parsing my lips too much. I keep going. So I hope you guys are nice and moist. All moist. Uh, yeah. So after he composed the first Spire of the Dragon game, he actually stayed on to compose the next three games in the series. So that was 1999 Spyro's Ripto's Spyro Ripto's Rage and 2000 Spyro Year of the Dragon, both on the PlayStation One. And he would finish out his tour with Spyro in 2002. Spyro entered the Dragonfly on the PS2 and GameCube. Sorry, Xbox, you got left out of that one. Um, most recently, Copeland worked on the Spyro Reignited trilogy in 2018, which is the remade uh, trilogy of the first three games on the PlayStation. Which is also fantastic. Which is fantastic. Uh, and so what? what is, I think, so incredibly impressive is that after not being in the composing scene for video games for like 16 years he came back and completely re-overhauled all three soundtracks for those games and did them with entirely new music new instrumentation all like hd recordings and everything so they're incredibly close to the original but they just kind of like amped up the fidelity and they're fantastic the other thing that's so cool is that they kept all of the original soundtracks in there, and you can just switch between the new and the original at any time. Oh, I freaking love that. Which is yeah, such a is cool awesome. feature yeah, for awesome. fans of the soundtrack. Like, not enough people allow you that option, because I think people don't realize that the music is a huge draw for some people. It is. Mm -hmm. And Copeland's mm -hmm. soundtracks are fantastic. Right. And even if you want to listen to the upgraded soundtrack, yep. it's from the same guy. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not just like, okay, this is some other guy took a their, stab someone, at it. Someone else's style. Yep. And then still probably sure doing a good job, but it's not it, it's, it's just means more when it's from the same person. Yep. That's yeah, that's true. I loved yep. I loved that DuckTales Remastered had that option, though. I agree. It wasn't that the was same another person, one. I don't think. It wasn't. Right. It, it wasn't. Was, but yeah, it was great that they let you do I think you had to beat the game I first. I think you had to beat the game first, and then you could select if you wanted the classic NES music Speaking for, of ducks, for the levels or what. 
Yeah, <laughs> speaking of ducks, which is which is even crazier because that is like the only dick in that a... game was Flintheart Glumgold. All right, Flintheart Glumgold. <laughs> He's a freaking dick. I don't know. Uh, but that was even crazier because that was like a carrot on a stick, right? Like that was a reward was the original soundtrack, which just goes to show how much that was important for people. Right. Um, and actually the, the remaster of Wild Guns has a similar thing where you can play through the whole game. You know, the whole game has a remastered soundtrack, but to unlock the original soundtrack, you have to beat the game without dying. Holy shit. Wow. Which is not only a reward, but like way too hard to do. <laughs> right. Like uh, maybe not should have made it a dead. little bit more approachable. Not so, going Anyway, back to Copeland. He also composed the theme song for Nickelodeon's The Amanda Show, starring a young Amanda Bynes. And here's a really fun fun piece of this. Oh, this is like pre-Trainwreck Oh, Bynes? this is way pre-Trainwreck. Gotcha. Yeah, this is like mid, mid to late 90s. Gotcha. So it should be noted that the song that he used for The Amanda Show theme is almost 100% lifted from his work with Spyro the Dragon. And the song in question is actually the level Wizard Peak from the first Spyro game. And all that he did was adjust a few of the melodies and add like a new kind of solo um, instrumental do track want, over it. Do you want it. to play it? Um, Let's I mean, play it. We could. It's, it's, yeah. a, really, it's a really short uh, little clip. It's like it's like Okay, so what are we going to queue up? Which one are you going to queue up first? So we can queue up the original Spyro Wizard Peak. Okay. And then we can play y'all the Amanda Show theme. Okay. So here's um, here is Spyro. Here's Spyro the Dragon Wizard's Peak. And now we have the Amanda Show theme song. That's wild. So pretty crazy, huh? It just goes to show how proud he was of the work that he did on Spyro, that he took it to a completely separate thing. Nickelodeon has nothing to do with Spyro, and they didn't mind. You know, he changed it enough that it just was the short kind of intro and outro segment. And the thing that just makes me so satisfied at my own stupid, nerdy music self <laughs> is that when I used to see The Amanda Show, I always, always thought, my God, this theme song sounds exactly like Spyro music. <laughs> I don't understand, but it just does. And then I eventually looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so smart. SMRT. So, <laughs> and Col- Copeland's like, no one's going to know. And Copeland's like, no one's going to know. No one's right? going to know. I don't know. No one's going to know. He's American. He's American. He's, American. he's not British. Oh, is he? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's American. He, oh. he grew up here. I assume he just, everybody who's a musician from that time period just sounds like Well, you would think because, like, the police are British, but he's an American dude. He didn't stand mm. so close to them. He didn't. <laughs> because yeah. he was on a different He stood, continent. He stood, like, a whole whole pond away, away from away. them. Yeah, he was, there was a pond between. A pond between. Uh, <laughs> a so, yeah. pond betwixt. <laughs> there was a pond, a pond betwixt. betwixt them. Yes. 
So his only other foray into the realm of video game music composition was 2001's horror game Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, which came out for like pretty much PS2, Xbox, GameCube, um, PC, just about all the systems that were out at the time. And this would be a major departure from the happy-go-plucky tunes of Spyro. And it was a lot more ethereal and creepy and had, like, this industrial nine-inch nail sound to it, which kind of just shows how versatile he could be. And I really wish that he would compose more for games because he's great at it. Um, So he has composed over... uh, He has composed the score for over 30 films to date. Uh, including 1991's Highlander 2, The Quickening. Score! As well as 1997 classic Nickelodeon's Good Burger. <laughs> Everybody loves Good Burger. It's and a home of the Good Burger. Soda. Can I take your order? Uh, and the other thing I thought was so fun... They, that sounded racist. They drink a lot of orange soda. That's their thing, right? Uh, orange soda is Kel... Or, um, I love orange soda... Yeah, I think it's Kel. That's their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kel loves orange soda. Yeah, okay. I do, I okay, do, I so do. Okay, so one of the characters. Ooh, right. That's what I was referencing. Right, right, right. right. No, it, no, people who know Get Good Burger. Get off my People it, who it know Good Burger get specific, it. Specific reference for a specific character. For a specific, not, not for a, for a specific right. subset of like 10 people who like Good Burger. Um, so the other thing I think you'll find really interesting is that he composed the intro theme song for uh, the 1985 cartoon series Star Wars Droids. What? The song was called In Trouble Again, and he wrote the whole thing and sings Star on Wars, it. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, droids. Droids. <laughs> We're in <laughs> trouble so again. So I listened to it recently, and, you know, it's it's silly, it's goofy, but it's he's, he sings on it, and he wrote all the lyrics and everything, and it's just kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the unique style and instrumentation choice in the Spyro games have definitely stuck with me for decades. And uh, actually, a lot of that style can still be heard in his current product uh, projects, not products. <laughs> I guess I just have ducks on the brain. I don't know. <laughs> I really, I just can't explain He's that. He's been hitting the duck sauce too hard. <laughs> Bam, oh, right man. in the duck sauce. Uh, right in the corkscrew. <laughs> right in the corkscrew. <laughs> Uh, Put that on your bill. Right in the cocks, Wayne. Try to compose myself. Just, so just I compose let, yourself. Let that roll right off your back. Right off. Like, like water off a off camel's a, Off a what? <laughs> off of what? <laughs> so, yeah, his uh, one of his current projects is called Gizmodrome, and uh, it's a kind of super group that he formed in 2017. I was listening to a little bit of his work on that, and I'm not going to lie few of the bass lines sound kind of spiroy not not even like just making a stretch like i heard this and i'm thinking yeah no he's still he's still like kind of just riffing on some of his stuff so you might call him a one-trick pony but i don't know i just think that's sort of his style i i, I don't know right. but it's it's really distinct he has really a flavor. fun he yeah has a i mean a lot of musicians sure. have that you, yep. know, you can tell it's them yeah right <clears throat> right but uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's about everything I wanted to share with you guys. So take a second and compose yourself and go listen to some Copeland composition. Oh yeah, absolutely, very very awesome stuff, and you will not be disappointed. It will be a fun time. It'll be a most fun time. Yes, absolutely. And you're so very lucky because you've already heard some stuff already. That's yeah, true. We've bit. given you a sample. A little bit. We we gave you a smattering. Just a real yeah. bit. A little smattering of the Copelandation. That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. And we're keeping it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, all right, all right. Well, that was an unusually mallard-heavy episode. And if that didn't make you jump ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you heard, please hit that subscribe button, like us on Facebook and Twitter. And Retro Adoctopus, by the way, is a part of the Inebri Art Podcast Network. So oh, if you get a chance, that's true. Yes, it is. So if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows like Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebri Art as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones. Or, or more than a couple. That, that's possible. possible. More than likely more than a couple. And for more information on that, or to subscribe, or any of those other great things with all those other great shows, please visit inebriart.com. That's inebri-art.com. And with that, I shall say farewell. This will end the episode. I have been your host at Post Boss Rush Mode. And for the rest of Reduct... Re- for the rest of Reduct... I'm still screwing up. No, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. Okay, okay. We're good. Focus. 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 You got this. Power dumb. Yes. Power through. Power through. You can do it. All right. For the rest of Retro Reductus, I am your host, Boss Rush Mode, saying farewell for now, and we'll see you later. Until the next.